Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 98, Empowering Attitudes and Beliefs. It's February 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Empowering Attitudes and Beliefs. This is an exciting topic, and it is actually an area where people get stuck, their intentions get thwarted, and they have no idea why. They don't know what's going on. So this subject can be helpful in all areas of life. In particular, if you're dealing with with grief or loss or hardship or a life challenge, but it's really significant. So let's get going. So a couple housekeeping items. Number one, I would love it if you would visit my website and enter my current giveaway. And by the way, just to let you know, I'm just going to keep rolling the giveaways over without having to have people re-register if I can work that out with my IT guy because that'll make it simpler for people. My website is www.lisaalundy.com. Currently you can win like a cookbook or an apron and that will change sometime later this year. Next up is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional. I am not a therapist. I am not in the healthcare field in any way. And nothing that I write or podcast about or do YouTube videos about None of my content is intended to be medical or therapy advice. As a consumer, you should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I am not. Next, if you're listening to this podcast and you feel hopeless or you feel suicidal or you've been thinking about harming yourself or for whatever reason, life is simply too hard for you. I am asking you to stop and make a phone call and to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. What I'm asking you to do is to talk about it and to tell people. There is an awful lot of help available for you if you're open to it and willing to make that call and get supported, and I hope you will. My next housekeeping item has to do with the deaf and hard of hearing community. I have finally, after quite some time, we've figured out how to have the process for having transcripts available for my podcast. And typically they're going to show up anywhere from several hours to 24 hours or so after a podcast is published and live. And we're working out the kinks to make it streamlined. 
currently all of my prior podcasts except for Fridays. There are transcripts available. The one for Friday will be up today. And we are working on that. I'm also working on speaking more clearly at a more even pace and my pronunciation so that the transcripts are more accurate and better for you. So I hope you'll have a little compassion and patience for me. I am working on it, doing the best I can. All right, now, I want to talk to you about attitudes and beliefs. So I'm going to give you a couple definitions so we're on the same page. Attitude as a noun in the dictionary is described as a manner of thinking, feeling, or behaving that reflects a state of mind or disposition. So that's how they define attitude, a manner of thinking, feeling, or behaving that reflects a certain state of mind or disposition. Belief as a noun is the mental act, condition, or habit of placing trust or confidence in another. It's the mental acceptance and conviction in the truth, actuality, or validity of something or something believed or accepted as true. So that's belief. And since I'm talking about empowering attitudes and beliefs, I want to talk to you about the definition of empower as a verb. Empower as a verb means to make someone stronger or more confident, especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights. And expectation, I just want to give you that is the act of expecting or eager anticipation. So for the purposes of this podcast, I'm defining an empowering attitude or belief in this way. It's a manner of thinking, feeling, or behaving that demonstrates trust or acceptance of a position that makes you stronger and more confident in controlling your life and claiming your rights. So you can see a combined attitude and belief and empower. Disempower, just to get straight on that, is to make a person or group less confident or powerful. I am going to talk about a defeatist attitude. And so defeated is having been beaten in a battle or other context contest and defeatist as a noun is a person who expects or is excessively ready to accept failure and uh, defeatist as an adjective is demonstrating expectation or acceptance of failure so a disempowering attitude or belief that is a manner of thinking feeling or behaving that makes you less confident or powerful in life providing an expectation or acceptance of failure. So you can see we're on polar opposites of a continuum for attitudes and beliefs. So before I get too far in, I want to provide a foundation for understanding a couple points that are well understood in psychology, but we don't walk around talking about them. The first one is the self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, the self-fulfilling prophecy has been around for about 75 years. It was attributed to Robert K. Morton back in 1948 as being the one who coined the term. That may or may not be true, but that's what's written. 
and it has been described as, so what is the self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, it's really important you understand that while we're talking about attitudes and beliefs. So what the self-fulfilling prophecy is, it has been described in writing as the physical outcome of a situation being influenced by our thinking either positively or negatively. And in the research, it has been refer also referred to as the interpersonal expectancy effect. So another way to say this is we as people will have or hold a belief or an expectation about a future event or a goal or an intention or something, which then leads us to act in a particular way which brings about the expected outcome or result. So in the writings, it has been written the self-fulfilling prophecy and the self-defeating prophecy. Now some writers talk about the self-fulfilling prophecy as either positive or negative. Some refer to only the self-fulfilling prophecy in the positive vein and then refer to the self-defeating prophecy in the negative vein. It's been written all kinds of ways, people, but I think you get the idea. So one of the pieces, so I'm going to explain what we know about the self-fulfilling prophecy, and then I'm going to just touch on lightly your subconscious and unconscious mind, because your subconscious and unconscious mind is at play or is at work in this topic of the self-fulfilling prophecy. So... By the way, the self-defeating prophecy is obviously a negative. You have a negative outcome, a negative goal, a negative thought, a negative intention, and then that comes true. I call that shooting yourself in the foot. You can call it whatever you want. So here's the general steps to the utilization or the employment of the self-fulfilling prophecy. You make a decision, which could also be a goal. It could also be an intention. It could be you know, an expectation. Uh, positive or negative about yourself or others or the outcome of an event or, you know, what have you. So you, you make some either decision or you have an intention or you have an expectation, positive or negative. So you start with something and then you're clear about your ex expectations or your goal or your intentions or whatever. You're clear about them like to yourself. And then your subconscious, unconscious mind thus begins directing you. It begins directing your thoughts and your behaviors to match up with the intention or the goal or the expectation. Thus, it puts in motion that your intention or your goal or your decision or your expectation becomes true. It manifests, it becomes true. Now, um, so that's the last piece, and then this process strengthens the whole pattern. So that's the general idea for self-fulfilling prophecy used either negatively or positively. Obviously, I, obviously I want you to use self-fulfilling prophecy in an empowering way and not shoot yourself in the foot. So let me just digress for a moment and talk about the subconscious and unconscious mind because that's a part of this. Your subconscious and unconscious mind is a part of this. So I have a whole entire podcast on that. I'm not repeating that podcast. I'm just going to give you some snippets to help you understand the significance. 
And you can go back and listen to that podcast because it would be wildly helpful for you to understand, A, you have a subconscious and unconscious mind, B, they are at work and doing stuff all the time whether you know it, and C, that's where some pretty bad stuff can lay dormant and be running, running things amok. So according to the all research I've read, the conscious mind, that's the part you're awake and aware to, like your conscious mind knows you're listening to a podcast right now. But you, and that's according to the research, usually attributed to around 10%. I mean, some places say 5%, but I think 10% is a reasonable number. Well, what about the other 90%? Well, it's written that the other 90% is your subconscious and unconscious mind, which are responsible for quite a lot of things, which we're not going to get into. But what you need to understand is that, that a lot of your life, most of your life is directed by your subconscious and unconscious mind. It's below your consciousness, and that's what often directs your, your life. It just, it's, completely, it's completely amazing. And there are books written about this. This has been talked about. Your subconscious and unconscious mind is extremely powerful. So we're talking about empowering attitudes and beliefs because oftentimes that's where they reside. I mean, you can be conscious of your attitude and you can be conscious of your beliefs, but sometimes they're below the surface. So let me talk about, so it is important for you to understand that when we're talking about empowering attitudes and beliefs and the self-fulfilling prophecy, there's this little piece that you actually don't have control over because it's below your conscious mind. And I will talk about some ways to kind of skirt around or use neuroplasticity of the brain to reprogram your subconscious and unconscious mind. I'm just not going to do it in a great in great detail in this podcast. So the power of belief. So I'm talking about empowering attitudes and beliefs. So their attitude's one thing and a belief is another. We could you know, split hairs about the difference between attitude and belief. I'm not going to do that. But really, the power of belief has been written about for thousands of years from the beginning of time. You can look up ancient philosophers and historians and all of these great writers have written about the power of belief. The best athletic coaches in the world have written about it. You know, from Gandhi to Henry Ford to, you know, the most famous coaches, people talk about what you believe you can achieve and all kinds of phrases that underscore the significance of belief. So I want to give you a couple examples before I wrap up with where people get hung up on the belief system or their beliefs. So apparently, apparently, at least we know, starting in the seventh grade, I was talking to at least one of my classmates about their beliefs and their attitudes. And uh, I only know that because recently I was going through my junior high yearbooks and one of my classmates in seventh grade and also in eighth grade wrote, after her little comments, she wrote, P.S., I am not defeatist. And she underscored and put several exclamation points to that. So I was talking to her about that, though, back in the day because nothing ever went well for her. And I was trying to help her see that she didn't believe things would go well. So, of course, they wouldn't go well. 
So that's, that's just a minor example, but I found it quite comical that I was talking to a classmate in seventh and eighth grade about their attitude and beliefs. Of course, I also found it a little funny that uh, apparently I made all my friends laugh in class. So I don't know about that, but that's what was written. So another example would be that I was told back in the day that I would never have children. That being told to me after a 19 centimeter fibroid was removed from my uterus and I basically had nothing but the lining and a very, very tiny paper thin layer of tissue around the lining. Now, I set about with the belief, I had the belief because of course I didn't know enough about medicine <laughs> and I'm the kind of person that I am that I, because I had my lining and a little bit of tissue that I would have a baby. And this was a, if I had known more about medicine, <laughs> I might not have believed it. I might not have had that belief system, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the medical profession, as you know, so I didn't know that much. But what I knew was, well, I had a lining and so I, therefore I did have a uterus. I mean, they didn't get into the gory details about I didn't have enough to carry a baby to term. I mean, they would go into that later when I did get pregnant. But I had this belief, this unwavering belief for real, that I would have a baby. And I, I brought that present to my life. Every time my necklace clasp came around to the front of my neck, when I pulled it back to be at the back of my neck, I would say, oh, yes, and I'm going to have a healthy baby. And guess what? My uterine tissue grew back to be completely normal, the right thickness, normal and beautiful in every way. And the doctors could not believe it. I mean, they were flummoxed, they were bewildered, and they basically told me this is not explainable in medicine whatsoever. We cannot explain this, but um, I did go on to have three children later. So another example would be, and I can't give details on this because of someone's privacy and their right to have their own life, but I did work with someone back in the day who was given a terminal diagnosis with no chance of survival. I mean, the doctors didn't say, oh, you have a 5% or 10%. I mean, usually they'll tell you you have a certain percent chance of survival, but there was no chance of survival. And I was, A, I was unwilling to accept that, but B, I brought the belief that somehow, some way, they would survive and be okay because, quite frankly, it was really bad. I don't want to get into it. But anyway, they did survive. And then uh, several years past the date of which everybody else would pass away from, that I called the death date, their medical history, without their name obviously, was presented at an international medical conference because nobody from America survives. Just nobody from America survives. They're the only known survivor. And, and that was partially because I had this belief and the belief drove my behaviors. It drove my actions. So belief is extremely powerful. And where we see this come up, the whole subject of belief, well, it comes up in every area, but one of the areas it comes up in is in friendships, platonic friendships, and romantic love relationships. And it comes up in a variety of ways, but one of the ways that it comes up is that people will have beliefs 
deep down in their subconscious or unconscious mind. These are beliefs that they're not aware of. These are beliefs that have not risen to their conscious mind for them to be able to give language to it. And these beliefs limit your life. And so, for example, I've worked with people who wanted to be in a relationship and, you know, we couldn't quite sort it out what was stopping them. And, and oftentimes, very, very oftentimes, when we drill down, the issue is they either feel undeserving of love or unworthy of love or they've never had a great love relationship. It's extremely common. And at the same time, it's really in a well-protected, well-guarded part of your mind. That's not the thing that's going to come up right away. And, and it can take a very, very long time. But these beliefs that are hidden, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stealth beliefs, beliefs that are hidden. And they are very, very, very deep and very, very well protected by your manager parts or by whatever parts of the brain. You know, they can be because of childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mistreatment, bullying. It can be because of a bad relationship or a divorce or a breakup, and it could be in combination. But oftentimes it comes in the flavor of I'm either not deserving of love, I'm not worthy of love, I'm not worthy or deserving of having lots of really great friends, and it's really stealth. I mean, I have to tell you, when I work with people, it can take a long time before we scratch the surface of this going on, and it is your beliefs that are going to limit you. So I was working with someone on low self-esteem, and eventually what surfaced was they held this belief deep down that if they felt good about themselves, if they had confidence and self-esteem, that meant that they were arrogant, and that meant people would look down on them. Now, it's not true if you have self-esteem that means you're arrogant. I mean, if you have healthy self-esteem, then you're not going to be arrogant. But you could see that that belief that having self-confidence or having self-esteem would make them arrogant and look down upon, that would be a limiting belief that wouldn't allow them to feel good about themselves because that belief is limiting. So we sometimes have limiting beliefs and, and we're not aware of them. I mean, I have just become aware of so much people, like how guarded I am and how I run away from love and all kinds of things that I'm not proud of. But at the same time, it's very helpful if I want to be in a relationship with a great man, and someday I will. So in love relationships or potential love relationships or sometimes the reason why someone gets to be a certain age and they've never gotten married or they've never had a serious relationship has to do with undistinguished beliefs that are down at the core that are limiting or thwart them from having what it is that they want. Now this also comes up in professional and work careers like more more often than you would realize because you can imagine if in your subconscious you held that you would never be that successful let's say that was your belief deep down like not that you didn't know that was your belief 
that would limit you in what you could do at work. It would limit your career. It would be very severely limiting. And people have those kinds of beliefs unknowingly, undistinguished at the core. So, you know, this happens in every area of life. And what's powerful to understand is if you've set a goal and it's not working or something, you know, you might have to change you might have to look at, well, what's my belief here? What what am I? What do I believe? And you, you might. It is, sometimes it's very hard to get to your unconscious stuff, which I'll talk about when I give you some suggestions. But you know, and sometimes you have to change your belief. I mean, sometimes things don't go your way, and you have to say, well, okay, that wasn't meant for me. I'm gonna go for something else, or you know. But this is where people get hung up is beliefs that they are not privy to. Because your subconscious and unconscious mind is a little tricky. So you can listen to that podcast. That will help you understand that more. So I want to just give a brief mention before I talk about examples from uh, examples of empowering and disempowering attitudes and beliefs is where this can be extremely helpful. Well, first of all, it can be extremely helpful if you're dealing with death. Oftentimes when people have a loved one or a friend or even a coworker pass away, they are filled with regrets and remorse for what they didn't say, what they didn't do, what they could have done, should have done, would have done, etc. Which is understandable, but at the same time that's not empowering. That's not going to help you move through the grave. So if you instead pick an empowering attitude or belief about, well, I did the best I could. Yes, I wish I would have spent more time with them. At the same time, I'm doing the best I can in life. I've done the best that I could. You know, that that's going to leave you with a different feeling and a different outcome for processing grief if it's in case of a death. Divorce and breakups. Well, they're painful. I have a whole podcast on breakups. Doing a podcast on divorce is on my list, but I'm avoiding it. Um, uh, So we know that divorce and breakups are very painful. They are absolutely painful, painful city. Sometimes, however, people bring their disempowering attitudes and beliefs to the breakup or to a divorce, and that really doesn't serve you. It's not going to be helpful. So instead of a disempowering attitude or belief, while you're going through a breakup or a divorce, why not try an empowering attitude or belief? Because that's going to help you immensely over a negative disempowering attitude or belief. And the next subject is that's this is helpful for is for life challenges um, or work challenges and. There are always going to be challenges at work, well, more often than not, and the same goes for life. When you bring an empowering attitude and an empowering belief to the party, that's more helpful, in my opinion. So those are some key areas where this can really be life-changing. Sometimes it's that you have to distinguish what's in the way in terms of a belief. So let's say um, you were looking to have love in your life, like me, and then you realize, oh, I'm too guarded for a guy to figure out where his place is. I might have to have a workaround for that. So it's helpful to figure out, you know, how you're how you're organized. My next 
topic is really a question for you, which is, you know, what are your core values and your core beliefs? Typically, ideally, you have at your center core values and beliefs. We don't typically sit around having coffee <clears throat> or a cocktail and say, oh, well, what are your core values? Well, what are your core beliefs? That's not the thing that we do. We typically don't do that. And quite frankly, we have many people walking around who really don't know what their core values or core beliefs are. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's completely reasonable. It's normal. But at the same time, if you can take a look at your core values and beliefs, that can help you in a lot of ways. It can help you with empowering attitudes and beliefs. It can help you distinguish any disempowering attitudes or beliefs and expectations. And it can help you with things like setting boundaries. It can help you in so many different ways. So we, we don't usually take a pause in life to kind of like be introspective and think about how are we organized as a human being and what drives us. But this can be wildly helpful, especially if you're struggling in some area, because it could be a belief that you're not aware of. All right, I want to just cover some example disempowering beliefs. So these are examples of disempowering attitudes or beliefs, which people commonly hold. I can't win. I never win. Everybody is out to get me. Nobody likes me. I never get lucky. Things never go my way. I'll never meet the right girl. I'll never meet the right guy. My life never works out. I can't stand people. I never get a fair shake. I can't catch a break. It's probably not going to go well. I never get what I want. Everybody is better than me. People are lazy and irresponsible. So those are some different attitudes and beliefs. I've just kind of thrown them all together. I think you can see they're not empowering. They're not going to leave you feeling empowered, although they are somewhat common. There are plenty of people who think that people are not doing the best they can or they think people are lazy. I mean, these are not unusual. So let me give you the contrast for empowering attitudes or beliefs. Well, the first one I actually did a podcast on, which is when there's a will, there is a way. And I'm a fan of that, and I believe that, and that's how my life goes. When there's a will, there's a way. Another one is something better is coming my way. Someone better is coming for me. People like me or people love me. I am lucky or I am fortunate or I am blessed. My life always has a way of working out. I'm going to be successful in whatever I do, or I'm going to be successful in this project or that project. I am worthy. I am deserving. My life is good. Good things happen to me. I like people. Of course, this is going to go well. People will always try to help me. People want me to succeed. People are basically good. People are doing the best they can. I did the best I could at the time, or I am doing the best that I can do. So those are very kind of polar opposites. And you want to begin to ask the question, how do you do life? Like, how is it that you do your life? Well, I don't know how, how you do your life. I'm, I have no idea how you're doing your life. It is, however, helpful to take a pause and look at, hmm, how do I do life? I mean, people know how I People know how I do life. <laughs> I had a friend say once, 
you could be in the middle of the rain in a mud puddle and you would be dancing around saying, look at this, isn't this fun? <laughs> and we both laughed because that's pretty much what I would do. So like whether you know it or not, your subconscious mind is running your life. So if your life isn't going the way you want it to go, it's helpful to stop and take a pause and think, hmm, do I have a belief that I have not figured out yet? Do I have a belief that's lying below the radar that could be ruining your life? Because there are people who want to have a certain career or they want to get married or they want to have a relationship or they would just like to have good friends and they can't figure out why it's not working for them. And then sometimes when you do the work and you're looking, oh, yeah, well, I don't think that I'm worthy of having a great love or I don't think I'm deserving of having really nice friends. And sometimes if you really do the work, you can trace it back to an incident. But I'm not a fan of that. I mean, you can do that. You can go unpack everything you want to unpack people. I'm not I'm not against unpacking things. I'm just for easy, quick, fast, amazing life. And you don't have to unpack everything to get there. So let me give you some suggestions. Well, this one being, you know, figure out how you do life. Figure out how you do life. And then if there's something that's disempowering, change it. So here's some overall suggestions to help you. Number one, if you happen to have any disempowering attitudes or beliefs that you can figure out, move them towards and a more empowering one. Now this is harder for some people and depending on how you're wired it could be like pulling teeth but seriously if you can figure out any disempowering attitudes or beliefs you have about yourself or about other people or about life that can be wildly helpful for you. Number two use the self-fulfilling prophecy to your advantage Use it to set positive goals, positive intentions, positive expectations instead of self-destructive negative ones. Because the self-fulfilling prophecy is in play with your subconscious mind, whether you like it or not, whether you realize it or not, it's at play. It's happening. So why not use it to your advantage? Number three, learn to control your mind. This is very difficult for some people. It's, it varies from person to person. But you can learn to control your thoughts and your mind. That, that has been done for thousands of years. It's been written about extensively. There's lots of different techniques you can employ to learn to control your mind. But this is very helpful, especially if you're prone or lean towards overthinking or negative thinking, catastrophizing, brooding, ruminations, any of that stuff, your mind kind of goes off, just goes off on a bend. So it's very helpful to begin to learn to control your mind. Number four, put yourself on an amazing and miraculous journey, a personal growth journey. I mean, look, what is it that's missing in your life? Happiness, love, joy, feeling fulfilled. I don't know what's missing for your life, but you could find whatever's missing by putting yourself on a personal growth trajectory. I promise you, you could find it because you'd figure out what's missing and what would, what you need to do. And while you're doing that, I highly recommend that you take people with you. 
life is more fun in a group for sure and everybody else pretty much needs the same thing that you do maybe they're married so they don't need a person or maybe you know they have a job and you know like maybe you don't need the exact same things but most people you know could use personal growth and development in the same way so take people with you next have rewards listen change is not easy it is just not easy and people run from change they flee from change rewards and having a reward system which i have a podcast on can help you stay the path you want to stay the path till you have the life that you want i want you to have this rich amazing happy life if you're not having it then go get it and have some rewards along the way because you know otherwise you might slip back into your old habits next i recommend that you rewire your brain using neuroplasticity Neuroplasticity of the brain is a long, it's long held, it's, it's well understood, it's very interesting. But that's where you can rewire your brain and create new neuronal pathways, which is very valuable for lots of different conditions and lots of different states. And certainly for anyone who's getting older, which is hopefully everybody, you know, you want to be able to keep your brain in great shape. Now, one of the ways to take advantage of neuroplasticity while you're kind of sorting yourself out is to use affirmations. Remember when I was talking about you can go unpack everything? And I mean, you can go psychologically unpack your whole childhood and your whole life and figure out, connect the dots. And that's fine. I'm not against that. I just don't have like the inclination or the time for that. And what's interesting is that affirmations have been used oh, over the long haul, because they are a way to rewire your thinking and rewire your subconscious and unconscious mind, which back in the day, before neuroplasticity was a valid scientific concept and had a rich body of research, people did it knowing it worked but didn't know why, and now we understand why. So affirmations are one technique to help you while you're working through your life and really can help you with some whatever might be in your subconscious or unconscious mind that you're unaware of. Next, I recommend that you boost your self-care immediately. Self-care is amazing. Of course, of course, you want to make everything fun, people. I know. I have come up with some crazy ways of making things fun, but self-care should be on your list and you want to make it fun. The next thing I suggest, which is very difficult, it's not very common, and it's actually not that difficult over time, but that is to build self-compassion, to bring compassion for yourself to the table. Aren't you doing the best you can in life? Well, I'm sure you are. I am sure you are doing the best that you can with what you know, with what you've been given, with what you have that you can possibly do. That's my belief. So you can, over time, tame your inner critic. Everybody's got one. They're nasty. They're just the mean, nasty, terrible things. But you can build self-compassion by taming your inner critic, and that is amazing. The next thing I suggest is to build skills for optimism. Now, I'm not talking about positive thinking. Yes, 
positive thinking is good. We want you to think positively versus negatively. But optimism is really kind of a broader skill base. It's, it's, it's different than positive thinking. So if you can build skills for optimism, that is going to be very helpful to you in all areas of life. And I do have a podcast about that. And then the next, the very last thing, which really is an empowering attitude or belief, is to remember that no matter what you're doing, when there's a will, there is a way. I promise you, when there's a will, there's a way. Now, sometimes you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to go talk to people. Sometimes you have to get some help sorting yourself out. I mean, I do all of those things. But there is always a when there's a will, there's always a way. So if you can remember that, that's going to be helpful. So as far as your takeaways for this podcast, I certainly hope that you're going to bring empowering attitudes and beliefs to, to every area of your life because it's amazing. My second takeaway is you are using the self-fulfilling prophecy, whether you're awake and aware and hip to it or not. So use it to your advantage by setting positive goals, positive intentions, positive plans. You know, otherwise you're shooting yourself in the foot with the self-defeating prophecy. And my last takeaway is I hope you're going to just get a team and make this wildly fun journey. I mean, you could name your team after a movie or your favorite comic strip or your favorite superheroes or your favorite historian figure. Like you could have a great time making your life be everything and all that you want it to be. You really could. So there's your takeaways. My call to action is share this podcast and help other people distinguish where they've got empowering attitudes and beliefs, where they've got disempowering attitudes and beliefs, and where they have beliefs that they don't know they have that might be thwarting them. Okay, that's it. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 98, Empowering Attitudes and Beliefs. I hope you got some value from this. I hope you're going to make sure you're using the self-fulfilling prophecy in a positive way. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because, of course, you wouldn't want to miss one. Please share it on social media. Hang in there for now. I love you. That's all.